This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, great to be joined by Wharton Marketing Professor Jonah Berger. Jonah, great to have you with us. Thanks for a few moments. Thanks so much for having me back. And so you have done some research, very interesting, which kind of ties into the world of entertainment, uh, looking at kind of the blockbuster or the successful show. Uh, and it obviously ties into other areas as well. And it really plays around how the language is a component of its success. Tell us more about this. Yeah, you know, we've all watched movies um, that are just so engaging that we can't turn our eyes away from them. We've all watched limited series or shows where we want to watch the next episode right away. We've all read books, um, you know, particularly over the summer, maybe sitting on the beach where we uh, they're just page turners. We, we keep wanting to find out what happens next and keep engaging in the content. And one question that always bugged me was why? Right? What about some content, books, movies, TV shows, makes them so engaging? And um, you know, certainly for, for TV shows and movies, there's a visual element, there's a vocal element, but for books, there's just words. And in movies and TV shows, there are words also. What about aspects of the plot and the way it develops and the language of those things might make them more successful? And how by understanding that language and what makes these things successful, can we, can we design more engaging content? So what was it that you found about the language that, that kind of tilted it to either side here? So, so we looked at a few things. First of all, we looked at uh, thousands of movies, uh, thousands of TV show episodes and thousands, in fact, tens of thousands of academic papers. And we did a couple things. First, you know, people often say, wow, you know, that went by so quickly or, um, you know, it was really fast. The plot was fast moving. And, and sometimes it might mean the action in a, in a movie or TV show, right? Like there's fast visual cuts. But also it can be the ideas that are moving quickly, right? So imagine you're uh, reading a book or you're watching a movie and there's one sort of chunk that's about a wedding. The next chunk could be about a wedding or it could be about something completely different. It could be about the characters going for a hike. Um, you know, uh, in one scene, there may be a, um, uh, they're going to the office and in another scene, it may be something completely different. How conceptually related are those things? Um, just like you can run quickly, uh, you can take a mile run in, you know, uh, seven minutes, or you might run more slowly. You might run that same distance in nine minutes. And so how quickly um, do the ideas move, but also beyond how quickly they move, how much ground they cover? Right? Sometimes you watch a movie, you read a book, you go, wow, it just covered so much ground. It integrated so many different topics and themes. In other cases, they sort of tread more narrow ground. They sort of stick in a more circumscribed space. Um, and you can think about the same idea of going for a run, right? You can run a mile on a big loop. Or you can go around a quarter mile track four times, right? The big loop covers much more ground than the small track does. And so we measured these features in language. We measured the content. You can think about it of, of the plot of a movie or a TV show or um, the content of an academic paper. And we used uh, new natural language processing tools to figure out how quickly these things moved and how much ground they covered and, and how that links to their success. So I, it sounds like to a degree what you're saying here is that the language has the ability to make a three and a half hour movie feel like an hour and a half. <laughs> and sometimes an hour and a half movie feel like four hours. I, I think that's, that's exactly right. It can, it can either feel like the same amount of time you can cover a lot of ground or a small amount of ground. You can move very quickly or, or not so quickly. And interestingly, we see differences between different types of content. So uh, for example, speed moving quickly is, is actually pretty helpful for both movies and TV shows. The, when the ideas move quickly, sort of between one thing, 
thing and the next moving very quickly makes that content more engaging, more stimulating. It, uh, it makes it in some sense more fun and exciting. That said, that same idea of moving quickly is not always good. It's actually bad for academic papers. Why? Well, part of the reason, maybe it's tougher to follow. It requires more work when things move quickly. Similarly, the idea of volume, right? The idea of covering a lot of ground, that's actually good in academic papers. Why? Because a paper that covers a lot of ground, it integrates different things. That seems really valuable. Recent work we've done finds the same thing with, with word of mouth, right? Word of mouth that covers a lot of ground is more useful. That said, not so good. Volume is not so good for TV shows. Most of the time when we watch a show, we want to sit down and be entertained briefly, but we don't want it to cover a lot of ground. And so in that case, volume actually hurts. We're joined by Jonah Berger, Wharton uh, marketing professor. So I guess the other side to this also is to look in this world of content that we're in. It's not only movies and TV shows from an entertainment perspective that probably is impacted by this, but probably a lot of the social media content that is out there as well could could have this play into it as well. Yeah, you know, as I talk about in my my uh, recent bestseller, Magic Words, right, we use language all the time. As you pointed out, we use them to craft social media posts, uh, make online videos, um, uh, you know, make presentations at the office, make sales pitches. Everything we do involves language, um, and everything we do can move faster or slower. It can cover more ground or less, just like a, a paper or a movie can cover a lot of ground. Same with the presentation, same with the social media post. And so we've looked at things like online reviews, for example, and found when they move uh, more quickly, they're less useful because they're hard to follow. But when they cover a lot of ground, they're they're more useful because it integrates disparate ideas. What about how this potentially this this information can influence the mindset of a variety of different elements within this industry? Let's say first around marketing and advertising and how that may uh, be impacted by the language of a show or the speed at which it gets to topics. You know, we're at an amazing point in time where new technologies, whether it's machine learning, dictionaries, automated content tools, can extract features uh, of content, whether that's movies, whether that's ads, whether that's presentations, linguistic features um, using automated textual analysis, image features um, using automated image analysis, even vocal features. And so we can get a better understanding of how the language and images used in everything from ads to presentations shapes their overall effectiveness. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question, because we're now into this world of artificial intelligence, chat GPT, where language in a lot of these different shows and, and, and movies may be artificially induced. You know, I think ChatGPT has done some amazing things with creating content, right? Its ability to figure out what word would go next and produce content that seems like a human produced it is, is powerful. What is still important, though, is the tuning of these systems, right? For them to be make a, re make a really good ad, right, or make a really good movie, it's not just about making an ad or a movie at all. It's making a good one, right? If you look at some of the, the ads that have been made by ChatGPT, in, in some ways they make sense, but in other ways they're really weird, right? They don't make sense. And so these systems need to be tuned not just to produce content, but to produce great content. Does this then, I would imagine, have to give a pause or a rethink also for even like studio executives, when they're thinking about the types of shows uh, and the content that they want to put on networks or platforms these days. You know, um, creativity is always important. Creativity is always going to be important. Um, uh, you know, uh, script writers, um, uh, just like other types of artists, are amazingly creative. 
Um, that said, just like Moneyball revolutionized uh, baseball and, and sports more generally, the same ideas of rigorous data analytics, um, predicting success based uh, on features, and then using that to design better uh, content um, is, is taking over area uh, every area uh, of our lives. And so the same is true with entertainment, right? Studios aren't just producing content. They're trying to understand what content is successful by understanding human behavior and then using that to engineer more effective content. What, what was it that you took from doing this? Because I think researchers at times are, it's very interesting to see how they kind of grasp what they, <laughs> what they have, what they have found out. You know, I've thought a lot about how to write better papers uh, or write uh, more engaging articles, write uh, better books, write better emails um, based on the science we've uncovered here. And so, you know, uh, words are powerful tools. And if we understand how to use them, we can all increase our impact. All right, Jonah, great to talk to you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for having me. You got it. Jonah Berger, Wharton Marketing Professor. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.